What is up? Yo. We are live. Again. Can you believe it? I can't. <laughs> so. Um, Hold on, I got a mic check one, two. Hold on one second. What the hell is... It sounds oh. fine to me. But, uh... Yeah. Like a Nintendo. Oh, I don't know why this is. Uh, oh, is this? Maybe I'll go without the headphones. Today. Technical difficulties. But uh, yeah, this is inauguration week, I guess. To say the least. Is that is that a thing? Inauguration week, like your birthday week. <laughs> I mean, who knew? I, I, I don't think the last time it was inauguration week. I think, uh, yeah, this is, I think this is the first inauguration week. I mean, it feels like it's been inauguration months, actually. Uh, well, yeah, it feels like it's been inauguration, uh, like, things since the election. Right. So... Yeah, it's been. I don't know. What 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 can what can we say that hasn't already been said? You know what I mean? No, but um, it's it's a uh, it's a weird time, man. It's a weird time. It's a time of uh, you know healing. I guess you know the nation. I guess people feel that that we need to heal. I didn't know a nation was a. I mean, that's very. That's personifying the nation. Uh, it's a living, breathing organism, I guess, that needs coddling and healing. But um, I think some of its people are very upset. I mean, a lot of its people are very upset because of the way the last four years have gone, the way they, this current election has gone. So, yeah, I guess in, in, in some senses, you know, we as a people need to sort of take a breather and heal i don't know that this next term is going to offer that it, it could and hopefully it does but um it's definitely uh it's definitely an interesting time you know um and, it, and it's it's weird because uh it, it just doesn't seem like there's any unbiased news source at this point to really just accurately just say, like just tell it like it is. It seems like even like the the most sent like the least biased news seems to still be leaning a certain way. And it's um so I, I really don't know. I guess we'll just have to use our own Yeah, well I think I think it's human nature to uh, inflect some of your opinion into the news, you know, when you, right, how, even how if you... you're right, like I view PBS and like BBC and those sources are like the most objective journalism I could think of right now. That's because you're a liberal. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> but um, even they have their opinion, so they're gonna 
say things and do things with their opinion, but you have to see the facts and, you know, see what what makes the most sense to you, I guess. Mm-hmm. You know, see if everything makes sense the way, uh, you know, all the facts add up. Try connecting the dots a little. Because the truth is, we don't know anything 100%. Yeah. No, it's true. It's like, uh, you know, it's with, uh, yeah, I don't don't want to talk about coronavirus, but, you know, with, with people wanting to follow the science and it's like, it's just an interesting argument because science is constantly changing and evolving. So it's hard to, Hey, Papa wheelie. Hey, um, Matthew. So it's hard to say like, yeah, the, we don't, we just don't know. We don't know. There's, there's, there's so only so much we do know. Um, so we gotta be, uh, be open-minded and see what happens. Yeah. I mean, I, it's, I don't know. I mean, to me, if Joe Biden is really, uh, wants to change the, you know, wants to do good for the country, the first thing that he needs to do is pass the marijuana decriminalization bill that the House already passed. I don't think that's first on his agenda. Well, no, 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 but hear me out. So right now, with the Georgia Senate race that just happened, where the Democrat won, Mm -hmm. the Democrats now have the president, the House, and the Senate. Yes. So they have all three chambers or whatever, whatever it's called. So they have control. Um, They have no more excuses. There are no more excuses about, oh, we're not able to do anything because the Republicans, whatever. So the House, which which was democratically controlled before and still is, passed the Marijuana Decriminalization Act like a month ago. So to me, there's already, the ball's already rolling on that. Right? Or should we say bowl? Get it? The bowl's already? <laughs> but so the ball is already, or the bowl is already rolling on that. So, since the president will be Democrat and the House and the Senate will be Democrat, that's the easiest thing to just push along, right? The first thing. 
So it's not about, it's not necessarily about we need to decriminalize marijuana. It's about, okay, this is something he can change right now really quickly without passing a new, without writing up a new bill or anything. So it would symbolize real change. Yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, Matthew's right. COVID's the number one priority. I think the, I think but, his number one priority is going to be to like to basically cancel President Trump. <laughs> I think that's well, and then and then very yeah. shortly after that is COVID, <laughs> and then and well, then maybe that, we'll get to smoking some get a little do yeah, that that that's gonna be his number one priority, but. I mean, COVID should be the number one priority. Like, get that. I just don't understand. But see, this is the thing. It's like this is this this is a whole can of worms. I don't really want to open. But what 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 different? What is he going to do differently? Everybody's well outside and wears a mask for the most. Well, that that's the thing. I don't think there's really anything different he could do. It's just that. I guess easing the minds of people. Yeah, you know? no, of course. President Trump is, if, he, if he's anything, he certainly sucks. He has zero, you know, uh, tact when it comes to, you know, uh, you know, he has he has zero tact when it comes to talking to people. You know, like like it, it, insane. Like it's it's crazy that in four years nobody taught him how to actually. Talk to the American people. Well, I but, think he just didn't care. I think it's the fact that he's a seventy-something-year-old white man who has always gotten his way because his father was a millionaire. He's a billionaire or a so-called billionaire. I don't know. You mean our so-called know. president, as uh, Papa Wheelie said. Yeah, well, I, I mean, that's yeah, whatever. But he is a president for three more days, and or whatever it is, two more days in American history. That's that's what his term will be. But uh, it's it's yeah. I mean, yeah. So. I mean, we'll we'll definitely have to. Pay close attention, I guess, to see what Biden actually does. You know, because I mean, I don't know. We'll see, but I, I mean, don't know. I'm, I'm going to tell you straight up: the the last three people, I the last five people I know that have gotten COVID have all been like the most careful that you can be. They've gone out. They're they're. They're masking everywhere. So it's like, you know, if if that's the one thing he does differently is enact a law that allow that makes everybody have to wear a mask. It's I mean, maybe some people will think that's like, whoa, oh, my God, this you just saved the country. He enacted a law. Now everybody has to wear a mask. 
But and, and nothing's. I I don't think that that's really going to save but, yeah, lives. That that love wouldn't make a difference because when you when you're in we're in New Jersey and New York. Everywhere you go here, you have to wear a mask. Right, and I'm saying that people still get COVID here in New right. Jersey and New York, and in Connecticut. You know, so it's it, is it the mask that's that's saving people, or is it you know is it just sort of other factors that aren't really necessarily being discussed as much, which is like you know genetics, immune immune capability, uh, lifestyle, um, you know how how you're interacting with people. Yeah. Maybe you're wearing a mask, but you're still, you know, rubbing up and talking and, you know, laughing in people's faces or something, you know? So, you know, it's, I don't know that that's the thing that's going to do it. Maybe it will. Hopefully it does. That would be great. Sure. I'm open to it, but you know, I just, I think they're, yeah. So that's a good question. You think Trump will end up in jail? Uh, no, I don't think he's going to go to jail. I, I don't think he will. I think it would be a huge waste of taxpayer money. I don't think he's a real threat. I don't, I mean, yeah. His, I, I, mean, I, don't, I, if, 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 if people's argument is that he should have, um, if, if, if people's if argument was that he should have been, you know, he's a criminal, then, then, then his criminal acts would have already been completed and he should already have been in, in jail but so i don't think anything he's, he's going to do well, you can you can arrest the president yeah but right exactly but if the senate had but he would have been impeached and he would have been thrown out of he would have well he's already been impeached twice but right, he would have been thrown out of office right and at which point if if they had proven it then if, if they had passed that, then then he would have been arrested, you know. But I I, right. I don't know. Not a great guy, probably, you know, not a great president, not a criminal. Well, the question is, how and much longer does he have to live? <laughs> well, I don't know. Probably longer than President Biden does, that's for sure. Well, a lot well he, he's in his 70s, and they say being president ages you like 10 years. Oh, well, for him, it would have probably aged him 50 years. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> well, that's like what i Yeah, so I don't it's know. I, but enough of this. Like, we don't need to talk about hypotheticals on what we think might happen. Yeah. It, it is what it is. We'll talk a little bit about stuff as it happens. But other than that, like, I think the thing to realize at the end of the day is the media blows things way out of proportion and, uh, we just need to look at the facts and not get caught up in the emotion of it all, I guess. Yep. Which is hard to do. I mean, you know, it's been a, it's been a trying time. Everybody, especially this past year, it's, people are dying. Rest, people's fi finances have been decimated. Um, loneliness and isolation has set in. And that's a great segue. In, that's a great segue into our next topic. 
which is uh, that <laughs> people have gotten so desperate that they started taking off their clothes for money in front of complete strangers. Well, I mean, that's well, not desperate. People, Some people, I guess, like doing that, but. People have been taking off their clothes for money for. Centuries, ever. for millennia. Yeah. It's the oldest profession. That's true. I saw evidence of it at uh, Vesuvius, or was it uh, in in um, uh, in Italy? There was like a, there was like a. Uh, oh, it's so funny. There was um, um, my Mount Oh Pompeo. That's where we went, and it was uh, there was like an etched etched into the wall from like human ash. I guess it's kind of messed up, but I guess when the lava flowed through or whatever, uh, there was like someone. There, apparently it was like a brothel and there was like people having sex and they sort of got etched into the wall so you could see the outline of like people having sex. So at least, I don't know, maybe maybe it wasn't true, but that's what the uh, the guide told us. I thought that was pretty interesting. Yeah, well. So, yeah, it's an old, an old trade, as they say. Yeah, I mean, it's there was just an article in the New York Times about uh, someone who who had to create an OnlyFans account due to her circumstances, and she wasn't making any money on there, or was making not a lot of money on there, and. You know, the article, like, once you read the article, it actually, like, talks about different people. And, uh, you know, some people, it seems, you know, like, some people who started in OnlyFans in, like, the spring are making more money than people who recently started it. And they were talking about people who have an existing social media presence, yeah. have like a leg up because people. No pun know who intended. They are. Or pun intended. Sorry, you missed that one. Sorry. Um, you're doing twenty-seven other things right now. You don't. You don't have to rewire your entire technology setup right now. No, but I do have to plug in my laptop. Oh, okay, yeah, that would be bad <laughs> if it Yeah, so, yeah, I saw that article. Uh, yeah, it's, it's, I mean, look, there, I'm sure there would be, and I don't know, this is a whole thing, but I don't want to get into, like, the whole gender stuff, but, you know, it, I'm sure, and I, I think I may have, yeah, I could, I could confidently say I think I've met one or two women who stripped uh and they 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 didn't see it as any you know thing like oh it's you know it's just i have to do this i'm trying to make ends meet they're like i'm making tons of money i love doing this stuff you know so i think like i don't know that someone we can say like oh times have gotten so desperate people are are turning to this you know sort of questionable you know uh, no i Personal occupation, but yeah, but I'm but what it did, I'm sure, is make people have to get creative. You know, people are thinking, well, how can I make money? You know, and I know, I know some people who have 
you know, resorted to, you know, doing online, you know, just, yeah, selling whatever you could online, whether it's clothing or, you know, your body, you know? Well, that's just it. I think that this isn't necessarily, I mean, the OnlyFans thing is just what the article was based on, and it, I mean, it talks about, it shows, like, first of all, no one's paying you for pictures unless they know you, you know, like, it's, people talk about, like, you know, nude pics that you send, like, your girlfriend or something, but, you know, when you can go online and watch videos for free, no one's paying for pictures. You know, well, only pictures. about the interaction, right? Is it that? Right. There are so many free sites that, so, you know, but I do think one thing that I think that could come out of COVID is more people realizing that there are other ways to make money and not just working a a nine-to-five job sitting behind your desk all day. Well, if the desk is at home, then yeah, it's fine. But if the desk is is, is is a bar or, you know, a, a table at a restaurant, then yeah, you're, you're screwed. I'm curious Papa Wheelie uh, says it's quick, easy money, but only the good ones last. How does, how does Papa Wheelie know that is Papa <laughs> Wheelie only fans member or perhaps a paying patron? Um, well, but, but he's right. Like, you know, that that's for everything, not just only fans. That's for YouTube. That's for, Oh yeah, dude. Podcasts, I mean, I think, that's for you know all yeah, that people. Cool. <laughs> yeah. That's funny. AOL dial up, man. You must you must you must be like me, have gotten on the internet in the nineties. Um but yeah, it's uh dude, I mean well look at us, right? We have we have I think what is it one person watching this right now which we are very grateful for thank you for tuning well, in it says, it says there are three people watching and are the two others not you and me so that well that's good or maybe one of them's you i don't have youtube on right now no it says four no <laughs> wow, it's not that. i'm not on youtube either good that's cool so yeah i mean it's uh it's 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 an interesting time, you know, that we're in. Uh, and, you know, yeah, it's making people more resourceful, I guess, uh, and and economically mind, minded. I, 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 I mean, I remember years ago I had heard, I think it was Alan Greenspan that said, uh, you know, you should have multiple sources of income. Everybody should. So, you know, it's not the end of the world if people wind up be, be having these various revenue streams um in addition if we go back to normal life at some point to a normal nine to five you know it's just i think it's good for the economy it's good for people's 
I just think it's good for people. You know, if you have something like a side gig, a side hustle, that's something you're passionate about or, or enjoy doing. If, if you, you know, you feel sexy taking your clothes off at night, if that turns you on and makes you feel like a woman or a man, then great. Then more power to you. I'm sure you're going to have a better day the next day. That's for sure. If you do, if you're doing what you enjoy doing and you're making money at it, and then you can make more money doing, you know, a normal job when things go back to normal, I'm all for it. Yeah, I mean, I think it's all about, yeah, I think people are realizing that there are other ways to make money now that maybe, maybe like, because, you know, YouTube and selling online and all this stuff didn't, wasn't just created because during COVID, it, it existed before. But I think because people were so trained to have the nine to five job, have the stable income, have one source of income, and that's stuff, people were accustomed to that and never really thought about all these different avenues. But now I think what people are going to realize is, listen, I don't have to work a, a nine to five, uh, 40 hour a week job to make my sole income. I could work part time, make, uh, you know, $20,000 a year in my, from my part-time job, but also sell stuff online, do other things, create, become a YouTube content creator. This sounds all like someone very things. familiar to me. Oh, with <laughs> you, Tori. <laughs> yeah, but I think, like, people are realizing that you can do multiple things and it can add up to one solid income. Right. Yeah. So I think that, you know, whether, you know, obviously the OnlyFans, th OnlyFans thing is like a separate, but, you know, there are, I mean, that's what Patreon's for. Patreon was created so content creators could, you know, get people to subscribe monetarily and they can give exclusive content to their subscribers. I mean, that's kind of what OnlyFans is supposed to be, but just for adult content. Right. Because, you know, for... I mean, I think before COVID, OnlyFans was largely existing porn stars. <laughs> <laughs> True. 
Well, yeah, it's definitely uh, expanded the expanded the uh, you know market a little bit, I guess. <laughs> Which some people might like, you know. Some people don't want to just look at porn stars; they want to see the girl next door, maybe literally. <laughs> it's probably happened more than you think. Tori, have you heard of um, the Wim Hof method? Yes, I I actually heard about it on uh, Joe Rogan. Hey, Miss Nate Nate's back. Have you two ever stripped? <laughs> <laughs> oh man. I got a story for you guys. I don't know if I, I don't know. I uh I once I once I once got catfished uh on and when I was living in California in a former lifetime. And uh yes, I did strip and I thought it was for a I was under the influence, I believe, at the time. And uh <laughs> yeah. I was I wasn't stripping for you know the 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 the, girl, the person I thought who the person who I thought was a woman who I was intending on meeting up with. Um, let's just leave it at that. <laughs> Another day. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well. Yeah, but so you were saying about the Wim Hof method. Yeah, isn't that like just exposing yourself to cold and? Yeah, I mean, I, I'm sort of, I'm, I'm just familiarizing myself with it now. So I'm not, de I'm definitely no expert, but I, from what I've read, seen, and, and practiced a little bit so far, it's sort of just, uh, yeah, oops, is to say that. Is to say that <laughs> To say the least, um, <laughs> but um, yeah, it's uh, it's it's pretty interesting, you know. Like I, I don't know. So anyway, I was going to say with COVID, um, but really just with life, you know. Like I think one of the things that I've really tried to employ in my own life is like being uncomfortable, like the idea of just like not always having to feel good i spent a right. lot of my life trying to feel really good and i still do i i would way way rather feel good than not good you know i think that's just the human characteristic uh but i i've sort of become okay with not feeling good and uh i've, I've sort of tried to force myself into situations where i wouldn't necessarily feel good and so the Wim Hof method sort of aligns with that a little bit because, yes, it's about exposure to cold. And then there's so many different benefits of, of doing that. Um, but for me, the most the most glaring one is that it sucks, you know, <laughs> that it's just like this sucks. But in the, in doing that, it's sort of you get to, like, experience the suckiness and just, you know, so that when another uncomfortable situation, whether it's physical or even emotional, comes along, you, you're kind of like, wait a minute, I. I just did this really shitty thing and I was okay and I got through it and it actually wasn't that bad and it was temporary. That was the biggest part. It was only temporary and I got through it. It sort of helps you have perspective the next time something sucky kind of can happen, whether again, it's physical or, or, or not. Um, but yeah, so I, I've 
I've been sort of enjoying that. You know, now that I, I moved out of the city uh, earlier this, well, last year. Um, and so I used to just, I mean, especially, I, I'm like literally the guy that will leave the house wearing like, you know, comf- you know, clothes, like work clothes. And the second I get home, I like put on, here's, here's your stripping, Miss Nate Nate. I strip into, um, you know, like basketball shorts and a t-shirt. That is like my, like 24 seven. If I could wear that outfit, that's what I would wear. And I do as often, as often as I can. So now that I live in the country, um, whereas when I was living in the Bronx, like if I had to go and like put laundry in and the laundry machine downstairs, or if I needed to grab the takeout from, you know, the guy in front of the building or whatever, um, you know, it's fine. You're like, you're like basically inside most of the time, but now it's like, I have to take the garbage all the way out to the street. Got to go get the mail. Got to pick up the package, the UPS thing. Got to go feed the bird feeder. And I try and do that in as few clothes and clothes as possible, which usually is just, yes, it's cold. It's the winter time. And I'm just wearing shorts and a t-shirt, but it's kind of like going through that process of like, you know, not feeling good doing it, you know, and just like being okay with that, you know? And so that gets into the more, you know, the part that I'm even less familiar with, which is, I guess, the immunology behind it is, you know, really sort of building up your, you know, your, your, your tolerance to cold and your, and your immune system as, as is reported. So a lot of benefits. I'm definitely into it. Um, there's also the breathing part of it. Um, which is kind of more of a meditation. Um, but yeah, totally. I think, I think the guy is onto something, obviously it's not just him. I mean, you know, skin divers have been breathing that way and exposing themselves to cold and human, human beings have been exposed. That's actually where I started learning about. There's a book called uh, what doesn't kill us. Um, and it sort of goes into that, that like this, we've lost our evolutionary edge as we've become more of a sort of, um, right. computer centric yeah. society. Um, and so, yeah, getting outside in the cold and doing these like uncomfortable things, breathing, um, as sort of kind of re- harnessing, re- getting back into nature and getting back into, you know, toughening ourselves up basically, you know, as a species. So I'm, I'm into it. What have you heard yeah. about it? Well, enough about about you. Let's talk about me. No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) Well, isn't it, um, from my understanding is eventually you get to the point where cold doesn't bother you. So, like. I'm not there yet. (laughs) Right. I think, like, doesn't Wim Hof, like, hike mountains in shorts and. Yeah, actually, I, this past year, I was—I I think he's not doing it this year because of the way things are. But I was trying to get on this year's expedition for—he does like a week-long training where, yeah, he takes people and he goes into the hikes them into the mountains with just like a bathing suit on and all kinds of crazy stuff. I've been—I've been taking cold showers lately, with literally just on cold and uh, trying to do that. I think my max is like thirty seconds at this point before I'm just like, okay, enough. 
Well, that's that's like the whole cryotherapy thing, where they they submit, they dunk you in like a, they put you in a cold and in an extremely cold chamber for I think three minutes, mm-hmm. and cool. it's supposed to be really good for your muscles and stuff. Yes, yes. As a matter of fact. Um... My now wife, when we were dating, uh, I I thought that would be a fun date. I got us both uh, in Jersey, as a matter of fact, Tori, right in Hoboken. Uh, we went on, we did like a little cryo date. It was just quick. It was like, you know, like you said, it's just very short, but I just thought it was funny. A little cute little thing. And then on the, this season of The Bachelorette, hey, they took an ice bath. All right, Bachelorette. No, that's <laughs> But yeah, so yeah, it's very good for your body, for you know your muscles. Um, athletes do it, so they they must be doing something right. You know what I mean? But yeah, it's uh, I, I, very long, very much along those lines. Yes, but I would say that cryotherapy from the one time that I did do it was way more painful, uh, and I, I definitely had a fear that certain appendages would be no longer attached to my body or functional well i think cold shower yeah i think cryotherapy is like extremely cold yes it's like even colder than you know it's not when you go outside it's like 32 degrees out you know it's not that cold it's not negative 32 degrees out right which I actually think is close to what maybe something like something like that. Well, yeah, I'm not sure. I, I'm not sure what cryotherapy is, but I know like the reason why it's only three minutes is because after that is when you would go into hypothermia. Right. And that's why they only that's why they limit it to three minutes. Yep, makes sense. It was like from the neck down. I was like, isn't it a little safer if maybe we do like the waist up, you know? But uh, <laughs> that was, I think that's another reason why it's three minutes. They're like, okay, you want to you wanna walk out with all your body parts, don't you? I said, yes, I do. Yeah, so I, I mean, it's crazy. It's like the same thing with, um, you know, people are doing those float tanks now. Yeah, dude, totally are, man. Fucking ice. What is it called? Uh, sensory deprivation, dude. Come on, man. Let's go in a pod. I freeze at sixty degrees. Papa Wheelie said, "Yes, <laughs> you, you must be Florida or Southern California." He lives I in Arizona. Oh, uh, makes sense. Okay, cool. Yeah, uh, Arizona. I was. We were thinking about maybe moving there. I, would, I love Arizona. But yes, I yeah, I just. That. I wouldn't be able to deal with 120 degree summers. Well, if it's dry, but see, you're only, see, Tori, we are only used to 120 degree humid summers with dry heat, I think, and a little little dip in the pool. I think oh, yeah. Right. I, I, was, I was in Arizona in Scottsdale when it was like maybe July or something. And actually, we were in Vegas in July. Remember? And it was like 110. Yeah. 
Oh, right. We were. We not, were. not last July, like a couple no, of yeah, years ago. And you know what's funny is because <laughs> the way the world works. I uh, I actually I was like vehemently opposed to gambling and like especially slot machines at that point. So we actually managed you, you and I, Tori, to go to Vegas and not gamble, I think, a single dollar. And meanwhile, since then, I've developed somewhat of a a gambling, uh, an affinity for gambling. Let's just say that. Um, but so I think we went, we, we went as we had like the most like, like benign Vegas trip, I think in the history of Vegas trips. But, uh, yeah, but, but I remember like, it was like what, 110 there or something. Yeah. It felt, it felt like it was 90. Really? Well, also because you were sitting in a pool up to your neck, surrounded by nice-looking people. Yeah, but, but there were times when, like, we would walk to dinner or something. Yeah, that's – well, but, yeah, that's true. That's true. I couldn't do that. I loved – yeah, but Hold'em's weird at uh, – in casinos because hold them they have like the tables with tournaments and stuff it's not like you could just go in sit down for a half hour and get up Uh, so maybe some tables i i i'm just intimidated by anything poker related at uh at the casino i'll maybe do blackjack if i'm with a couple friends but I like I like roulette and I like believe it or not slot machines. It's just like video games for adults that like to lose money. Yeah. Um, but uh, no, you were saying yeah. So that's I mean that's yeah it's 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 interesting. Yeah, and it's funny too. Like uh, we have there's a couple casinos that we go to up near here and. Um, it's you know just why like yeah they, those they, they shouldn't be open you know for if if you can't dine outside in California you certainly shouldn't be able to like <laughs> gamble it, in close quarters although they do have the the they have these separators up now um, yeah but the, those separators are bullshit they they look like the mini Pope mobiles it's funny they're like everybody has their own little Pope mobile in the in the when you yeah when but you're that, that's now. Yeah, but that's that's ridiculous. Like you go into Walgreens and they have at the counter they have the plat the plexiglass. Yeah, and you're like, what's that doing? You're like, like uh, I'll I'll take uh, the pork fried rice, please. You're like, oh wait, this isn't a Chinese takeout. This is oh, this is Rite Aid. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> No, that's like the whole point. We're not. Yeah, we want you to throw us off topic, please. We don't have topics. That's the whole point. Is we want you to throw us off topic. It's more fun that way. Thank you. You're very conscientious. Thank you, but no, no apology necessary. Thank you. Yeah, but yeah, but what we were saying, I was going to say about the deprivation tax because I have done that a couple times, and it's just a weird thing. I mean, if you want to like. If you've never done it and you want to like go and and experience something that's just a kind of a weird experience, well, here's what here's what it's like to me. If you've ever been to the Dead Sea, uh, Tori, you've been to the Dead Sea, right? Yeah. So you float because of the salinity right. of the water. 
you it's there's it's such a high concentration of salt that your body it like yes human you can float in water you can float in salt water but you are like you're like a, a sh- sh- you're like a buoy that is shooing shooting up in in the dead sea water uh so it's it, it has a similar level of salinity in the in these deprivation tanks and uh so your body floats and then not all places have the ability to make it pitch black but it's supposed to be pitch black right so that you're able to lay on your back with your head straight up so that you can breathe normally your your face is is not submerged and it's pitch black and it's supposed to be silent now i've only done these things in new york city <laughs> So it's very hard to get a soundproof room in New York City, you know. There's going to be some fire engine going by at some point, you know, that you're going to hear. But it's pretty quiet and it's pretty dark and you're pretty much floating. So it is sort of interesting, you know. And then if your eyes are open or closed, you can't tell the difference. That's always an interesting situation, you know. Um, And so it... So you and, and you spend like an hour in there and it and it's kind of nice. It's kind of like being at a spa. You get to like shower before you go in. You have your own little shower space usually. So it, yeah, I mean it's definitely an interesting thing. I would suggest anybody try. So the the point is to get you to that place of like nothingness that like you know advanced meditators are are trying to get us to when they try and teach us to do that stuff. But it's uh. It's 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 tough to get there. This place, this environment, sort of makes it a little bit easier, but it's still, it's. I mean, for me, my mind is like, bing, 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 bing. so it's it's hard. Right, I mean, and, and but I it's th- interesting. It's cool. I think a lot of people also are. I don't want to say chemically enhanced, but they take substances when they go in oh really (laughs) i wouldn't be surprised it's funny i'm coming from a different i'm coming from a way of looking at it that might be a little bit different than those kind of people but i'm not opposed to that i I think if that's if that works for you well uh, well why not like they go in not necessarily like acid or anything but like they'll they'll smoke a joint before they go in and get high Tori, you can use the or, first person for this you <laughs> smoke a joint when you before you go in no uh, or or they'll do uh mushrooms i guess maybe a little micro dose little Brooklyn yeah. microdose, dude. Yeah, like a microdose of mushrooms or something like you know, just to get the mind going. Yes, yeah, as as they should, as they should, and it's a great environment to do that in. I'm sure I haven't yet tried it. Well, but. that right, like that's why because you are. It is you're alone with your thoughts. Right. So it would be like an interesting way of not doing, I mean, obviously you don't want to do too much because then you're trapped inside. Yeah, literally. You, you, you got to yeah. find that sweet spot. You got to, yeah, that's funny. Yeah, I mean, obviously you only do that if you're experienced enough to know what a good 
dose for yourself would be, but could it would be interesting, I would think. Well, I, I've I've been someone who's definitely interested in like the whole DMT thing, not because I listen to Joe Rogan, although I think he's cool. Um, no, but like you know, I've I've seen a few documentaries on it. I know some people who have who have gone to do these um, to do these tours, I guess as they're called, these like ayahuasca tour. And um, by the way, one of which I'm not going to say who, but they're they've they've completely turned into an online platform now and they like strongly discourage the use of any mind or mood altering substance. Meanwhile, their entire business in South America was, was, was revolved around you going to this particular resort and Uh, them giving it to you. And now it's like, now we're doing, now we're like, you know, it's, it's online or COVID we're safe. You just go and we, we walk you through like the meditative process. And I'm like, how can you charge money for that compared to like, like that's, you should be, if what you were doing was what you were doing and now you're offering this, this, this should be free, man. Come on. It's not even the well, same, not even the same realm. <laughs> well, I mean, I've heard a lot of things about those ayahuasca tours and people are like, don't do those. If you go that well, because like, they're not done by real real shamans like real experts who know what they're doing like real you know yeah. yeah yeah if you they're like if you go if you really are serious about going down to south america to do ayahuasca for whatever reason whether it's you know to yeah. I've got a lot of reasons. I have got a lot of reasons. Right. Well, a lot of you know, there are the there are a lot of people who go on those tours for the wrong reasons that they right. just want like uh, an experience. They don't I'm just going down there really... dude. I'm gonna go freak the shit out of myself, never be able to sleep well again because <laughs> I'm always gonna see demons because dude, I'll get the sick selfie, you know what I mean? No, I'm just kidding. Right, but so they were saying, like, you have to go down to people who really know what they're doing, and a lot of these tours don't really know what they're doing, and it's just like a money grab. See, Tori, you always know more than me. That's impressive. Um, Yeah, yeah, I mean... The few times I'd researched anything about it, of course, that's what that's what I was mostly finding due to, I guess, SEOs or whatever. But um, I, I I think you're right. I mean, if 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 there was a situation, I wouldn't want to go to like you know the the freaking you know uh, what do you call it the Marriott of uh, right. DMT tours. I would want to go to like. You know, like the specialized, highly specific. Uh, right, the guys who have been doing it for hundred right, right. years. Exactly, the boutique. The boot. I would want to go to the boutique hotel of of right. that realm. Yeah, I mean, I know. I heard early on, like 
when ayahuasca was, I guess, first becoming a thing. You know, I heard about, yes, I refused to go to casinos either during COVID. All I would do is play hold them and people and having people six inches away from you isn't smart. Yeah, I know. I mean, you know, it's that's the whole thing right now is a lot of these things that people are doing, you know, where they're, they're kind of making excuses and putting in temporary fixes that they're saying are, you know, fixes to get around it, like, they're bullshit, you know? It's like what I was saying with the plexiglass. That doesn't do shit. Like, stop fooling yourself. Like, the plexiglass screen between you and the cashier at Walgreens isn't doing anything. So... I don't know, but I don't know. What was I saying about the, oh, about the whole ayahuasca thing with, I mean, it's from what I feel, from what I have heard, it's, it's really intense and uh, like to me, uh, like for me, uh, unless I really had a reason to go down and do it, it just doesn't sound like it's a, it's a fun experience. I would really want, I mean, selfishly, I would really want you to go and do it just so that we could talk after and you could tell me what it was like to go to the other side of reality. Well, it's, it sounds like it's a great way for, you know, it sounds like it's sort of like a last resort kind of thing. Yeah. I do where, think there's thera- it is therapeutic in that you're right. It's kind of the last house on the block. Right. right. So because it's so intense, like it's real. It seems like it's really only something to do if you have a serious problem that you're trying to work out, and nothing else has worked. Right. You know, like people who are heavy smokers and have tried everything in the book to quit smoking, and it hasn't worked. You know. It seems like ayahuasca might be the thing. Could be. But have they tried the book, The Easy Way to Quit Smoking by Dr. Or no, not, not Dr. <laughs> the Easy Way to Quit Smoking by Alan Carr, C-A-R-R. I read that book. I quit smoking. Okay. This is going to be a little bit of my Trump impression. No. Um, <laughs> no, I... Um, that that book actually works. You you said if they've tried everything in the book, I'm saying 
they need to try that book because uh, if anybody is looking to quit vaping or smoking, it's, it really does work. It worked for me on two occasions, actually. The first of which was uh, cigarettes. I was smoking about eh, a little less than a pack a day. I wasn't a crazy heavy smoker, but I did certainly enjoy it, the oral fixation as well. And the book got me done for nine years. I didn't touch a single tobacco or nicotine product. Then I started vaping when I met my wife, uh, like the old vaporoo. But uh, but yeah, I, I actually read the book again, and it also I stopped again. So little plug, little plug there. Not that I'm getting any kickbacks or anything. Just saying. <laughs> yeah, I mean, listen, there there are. I mean, people do quit smoking without, it's just, I think that ayahuasca is like a mind altering, you know, it makes you see things in another way. So uh, books and everything, it makes you see things, but you have to be in the right mind state to, uh, accept those things you have to be willing to you have to be in the right mind state to go okay i want to i really want to do that where ayahuasca or something like ayahuasca can help you get to that mind state right you know that's that's i think the difference yeah, I um, I think you know it's it's interesting because uh, spiritual the spiritual realm is I don't you know I used to think I had a sort of an idea of of stuff like that, but I have no idea. I have no idea what any of that is. You know, it's um, who knows? I mean, I I just don't know. I don't know what what's 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 a chemical reaction in your brain, and that's all it is. What is actual something actually happening in in real life? Maybe the thing happening in your brain is the thing that's happening in real life, and is there a difference? Are we all just living in some big computer generated video game? Who knows? Well, and the other thing is, you know, they say that we only use like ten percent of our brain, right? So. Uh, Maybe uh, a substance, I mean, I, not a, I don't want to call it a substance because substance sounds like. No, but it may be like, a, it's, a chemical, it's a, it's a, you know, it's a it's chemical. It's a natural. Molecule. Chemical reaction from a natural yeah, plant. Yeah, it's, ayahuasca is basically, it's two plants that get mixed together. Right. That's my understanding of it is that it's two separate plans that get mixed and, you know, ground, you know, whatever together and it makes ayahuasca. And, you know, so it's natural. Maybe that temporarily unlocks part of your brain. You know, that would make sense. Yeah. Maybe, we still yeah. don't even understand that much about the brain, you know? So maybe that other 90% is 
a doorway to another dimension. A dimension not only of sight, but of mind. Well, the Twilight Zone. Yeah, I mean, it's possible that, you know, things like ayahuasca or DMT or shrooms or marijuana or any of these natural substances that are mind-altering temporarily unlock part of the brain that is usually is usually locked. Right. So, did you just ask Siri? Did you just ask Siri about DMT? Yeah, something like that. I don't know why Siri just popped up. <laughs> but but uh, yeah, I mean, I don't know. It's it's an interesting uh thing that I wish wasn't so demonized, I guess, or you know, like well dude, the, I, I would I would be I would be I would not be surprised. First of all, you know, there's ketamine clinics now. They there's you know weed is going to be legal soon. Um They've they've really opened the door to embrace uh, more, you know. Hey Lisa. Reminded, hey Lisa. My, 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 they've embra- we're embracing you know the use of mind and mood altering substances in very in a, in many different arenas. So who's to say that you know there might be a DMT clinic right here in the United States one day? You know where people can legally go and get treated, and you know I. I I don't think that's out of the realm of possibility unless unless they do find out that there really is some spiritual goings on with 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 the whole chemical process and uh, and that maybe it wouldn't be a good idea because we'll unlock some forces of who knows what but um well know. there are there are theories that DMT is biblical that it goes back to the Bible that Moses was actually experiencing the yeah. So, yo, <laughs> that you was know, crazy. you've you've you like myself have seen one too many episodes of Ancient Aliens. Um, no, but he uh, that's 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 incredible. I I think I did actually hear that somewhere. I mean, it's possible. You know, well, they, say, they say that the Ark of the Covenant was a nuclear reactor, you know, that that's why you had to wear a certain protective, you know, shielding when you went in, um, which, you, well, which is still traditional to wear something similar this to this day. To the, well, the, the, the Moses DMT theory actually has like some proof behind it because. So do mine. It, the acacia bush, when it burns, produces DMT in the same way that our brain produces DMT when we sleep, which is which causes dreaming. Oh my god! I had so much DMT in my sleep last night. My god! <laughs> really. So, so uh, 
there and the acacia bush is prevalent in the uh, area around Israel. Sinai Peninsula. Yeah. So oh, uh, some acacia bushes, yo. Let's go to let's go to the motherland. So right. So the theory is amongst the historians in that area is that the burning bush was actually an acacia bush and Moses seeing God was Whoa. actually a DMT trip. Is that bush talking to me, dude? <laughs> so, uh, you know, there's... Hey, Aaron, get over here. Is this bush talking to me? <laughs> Sorry. That was a little biblical joke. I don't even remember if that's... Is that his brother's name, Aaron? I think Moses' brother's name is Aaron. Maybe someone could correct me. I'm freaking no one. I don't know. Yes. I, it's, it's um, anyway, well, we are over an hour. This was very lighthearted and fun. I'm glad we turned it around from the depressing first 20 minutes of talking about pol political bullshit. <laughs> I hate politics. I hate everything about politics and politicians and everything. But yeah. we had fun. Yeah. Burning bushes. Both uh, the possible DMT kind and the um, OnlyFans kind. No, I'm just <laughs> um, thank you. Oh, good. Okay, good. I wasn't totally off. Thank you, Lisa, for confirming that. But, um, hey, yeah. hey, Ron. As he and Peel would say, hey, hey Ron. <laughs> <laughs> That's Bruce Willie. Um. Cool. All right. Well, thanks. What now? What? What do I say now? Now it's football time. You damn freaking skippy! It is. Let's go. Yeah, well, I'm not a huge sports fan, but I know other people are. Tori, who's playing today? Uh football teams. Good. That's that's the right <laughs> answer. No, I'm just kidding. Um, no, thank you so much for tuning in, guys. This was very cool. I'm glad we were able to sort of have some participation from you guys and some interaction this was cool and tori it's always a pleasure talking to you my friend and i'm glad we got to do it in front of some other people who hopefully enjoyed it yeah i think this is a good uh bi-weekly uh, i think it's a good um oh kansas city and cleveland they're playing now Yes, we don't want to keep so, you. But I think I think the bi-weekly schedule is a good schedule. It gives us enough to sort of talk about without it becoming too political because like we were saying, everything seems to be politics. So yeah, we, we, offline, Tori, just so you guys know, offline, Tori and I were trying very hard to not have to talk about politics, but <laughs> we were like, what else has happened in the last two weeks? <laughs> but we were, yeah, so glad, good. Thanks, thanks to your guys' participation in our, uh, Tori's quick mind, we were able to and, and Matthew is sort of throwing us off topic a couple yeah, of times. Yeah, very much appreciated. 
to say the least. So cool. Well, we'll see you again in two weeks then. Tell your friends if you even want to talk, you know, tune into a couple weird guys talking about weird things. Maybe yeah. once in a while. Yeah, I mean, listen, in two weeks, we'll be a month and a half into uh, Joe Biden presidency. So we'll, uh, I guess, have some perspective, I guess, on that. And who knows what else could pop up between now and then. Yep. Yeah. Well, until then, thank you, guys. Yeah, until then, thanks. Uh, don't forget to hit that like button. I'm sure Lisa and Matthew have. I know uh, it. StreamYard said other people were watching, but, oh, Miss Nate Nate showed up also. Yep, and she said hello. She talked about uh, a stripping. Stripping. Yeah. Which so. story is, Tori still hasn't told us about his stripping story, so maybe we'll get that next time. <laughs> well, Miss Nate Nate's also from Germany, so she knows a little more about it's a little stripping is a little more accepted in Europe. <laughs> I'll say that. Right. <laughs> well, not to be presumptuous or anything, but. Um, wash hands. <laughs> yeah, it's not all. All right. See you guys. Thanks so much. We'll see you soon. Yeah, thanks for Peace stopping out. by. Uh, you know, leave a comment. Feel free to go actually find, go to uh, iTunes or anything and leave us a review because that also helps out get people you know listening and because if they listen on podcast form you know maybe they'll want to check us out live and be a part of the conversation because that's the whole point of us doing this live is to have your interactions and stuff. So, yep. and it's fun interacting right. with everyone. It sure is. I had some fun. So, uh, yeah, we're going to head out, and thanks for stopping by. And uh, we'll see you in two weeks. All right? Bye.